0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The St. Louis Cardinals have signed free agent pitcher Sonny Gray. What does this mean for the rotation? Does it make the Cardinals a contender? And are more moves coming? All of this and much, much more on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. So the Cardinals have signed a pitcher, Sonny Gray. And initially, when I looked at this, I thought I, I was skeptical, to be honest, because Sonny Gray is 34 years old and again, three years, $75 million with a potential fourth year. This, I mean, this deal could end up being over $100 million. And that was reported by Derek Gould or Derek Gould, rather, not Derek Gould. So, What what does this mean for the rotation? I mean, to be honest, Sonny Gray, I didn't realize. I knew he was good last year, but I guess I didn't realize how good he was. I mean, he he finished second in the Cy Young Award in the American League. And last season, Sonny Gray, and I'm just going to list off some statistics, right? Sonny Gray finished number four and wins above replacement amongst qualified starting pitchers. Think about that for a second. That's better than many, many, many other qualified starting pitchers. That's number four in all of baseball. That's crazy to me. That, that Sonny Gray had that good of a year. Over five wins above replacement at the start at, at starting pitcher. Fantastic. Additionally, he was number one, and this is we're talking best in the majors in fielding independent pitching or FIP. And and if you're not familiar with what that means, fielding independent pitching measures what a player's ERA would look like over a set amount of time if the pitcher were to have experienced league average results on balls in play and league average timing with their defenders, meaning basically if everything were even, what were what would the pitcher's ERA be if everything in the in major league baseball was even like Every defensive player reacted the same to, to to the same amount of hits, if if what I'm saying makes sense. Basically, if all defenders were created equal and everybody played with a predetermined outcome of what would happen if a ball was hit X hard and to X spot, that would that's what FIP measures. And Sonny Gray was number one in in FIP. He was number one in all of baseball. That's pretty impressive that's really impressive. He additionally he was number 3 in the majors in ERA. He was number 1 in home runs allowed per 9. He was number 25 in strikeouts per 9. He was number 11 in expected ERA. He was number 12 in hard hit rate amongst pitchers with 500 or more batted ball events. He was really 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 good last year. And for his career he's been really good. I mean for, for his career 3.47 ERA, 3.57 FIP, and he's had a few seasons where you go well I wonder what what in the world was happening here uh, like with the Yankees he had a year and with the the Athletics he had a year where what's going on here where his ERA ballooned up but for the most part he's been a really solid pitcher for most of his career and that to me this is a really good signing really good and it's definitely somebody who the Cardinals can put at the top of their rotation whether it's the number one pitcher or the number two, um, and their updated rotation includes—I mean, it has to include Sonny Gray at the top, Miles Michaelis, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, Stephen Matz—in whatever order you want to put those uh, four pitchers. Because to me, really, the Cardinals—they now have a top, top-end starting pitcher. Whether whether you want to say he's a number one or a number two, he would be a he would be a number one on a lot of teams in major league baseball he would be. So this is a really good deal. It does come with some risk because he is an older player, but I think he's proven over the course of his career that he's been durable enough, that he's been productive enough uh to warrant a contract like this. And this 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 is a good thing for the St. Louis Cardinals. So the question that is on everybody's mind, the question that everybody wants to know is are the Cardinals done? Are the Cardinals stopping with Sonny Gray. And the the answer is complicated, right? Like your Facebook status, or if people even still go on Facebook, I have no idea. I, I personally don't go on Facebook much. But are, are the Cardinals done? And again, the answer is complicated. But we need to go to the correct source of information for these things. So it kind of depends. So Derek Gould's comments he does a Derek Gould does a a live chat um on STL Cardinals or the St. Louis Post-Dispatch website which you can subscribe to which I would highly encourage if um if you're interested in that kind of thing it it was a dollar they had a special going it was a dollar for 26 weeks great deal um but he in in his chat in the chat recently Derek Gould posted it kind of depends on what options are available and what the price tag is on said players. Um, so the Cardinals now have their innings sorted out. They've signed Lance Lynn. They've signed Kyle Gibson. That, that Those are innings eaters. And those are, you know, d- despite how we felt about those signings at the time, specifically me, I thought that, great, you've you figured out the back end, end of your rotation. Now what, do you, what are you going to do? to try to figure out the top end of your rotation. Well, they've sta- they've signed Sonny Gray, and they've signed roughly 550 innings, 560 innings of solid Major League pitching. I don't think there's any doubt that this version of the St. Louis Cardinals pitching rotation is better than last year, because there's just, there last year had a lot of upside with guys like Flaherty, and you weren't sure what you were going to get out of Wainwright Jordan Montgomery was probably the, the only solid stable piece of that rotation. But there was a lot of what ifs going into that season uh, with Jack Flaherty and Adam Wainwright and Steven Matz, amongst among other um, I mean uh, among other pitchers, right? So now the Cardinals, it would appear, have a really, really safe floor. And Ben Frederickson, or Ben Fred, as he's known. Um, wrote that he believes the Cardinals need to add another legitimate arm at the top of at the top of the rotation. He wrote this saying that the Cardinals have done a good job, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, they've done a good job of providing that safe floor. but now it's time to go really put this over the top. And he compared it, it was interesting. He compared it to the Wilson Contreras signing of last year and he said, Well, the Cardinals, they signed Wilson Contreras, and then they just kind of put their feet up for the rest of the offseason. You know, last year, people like myself, and to be fair, I've been saying this for the past three offseasons. You can check out uh, the Long Live Baseball podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts in addition to this podcast. But I've been saying it for the past three years. The Cardinals need a starting pitcher to take this thing over the top. The Cardinals need a legitimate starting pitcher. They, they need a top of the line starting pitcher. And I've been saying it and saying it and saying it. And so uh, Ben Fredrickson is, is saying that the Cardinals should not be done with their starting pitching rotation. And frankly, I agree with them. I agree. Technically the Cardinals are not out of the Yamamoto sweepstakes. And that's another question. Everybody wants to know, are the Cardinals still at the Yamamoto, Yamamoto table? And they are by the way there and, and, To me, they would be absolutely nuts right now. How it's working, according to reports, is that Yamamoto is kind of holding court. He's letting teams present their case to him, and then he's going to whittle it down. And if the Cardinals are a finalist for the Yamamoto, for Yoshinobu Yamamoto, they should absolutely be interested. They should absolutely extend him an offer because there's ways to finagle uh, the contract. Not that I'm some kind of expert but you could backload that contract, you could pay him less up front. There are ways to, you know, maneuver especially a long-term contract like that to make it fit your current budget for this year. And Yamamoto is one of those guys where he if he is interested in coming to St. Louis, that they need to do whatever they can do to sell St. Louis to make a competitive offer to him I, because I think he's that big of an impact arm not just for this year but for multiple 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 seasons because he's only 25 years old and and I've I've stated he on this podcast his statistics in the Japanese League it, it's unbelievable what he's been able to do in the Japanese league. so I, he is no doubt about it legitimate ace at the top of the rotation a rare player that you know, frankly does not come available. Very often, not very often, are 25 year old pitchers just available on the free agent market? And oh, by the way, since he's an international signing, you don't have to give up a draft pick for him. So that's another reason why I believe the Cardinals might be interested. Now they had to give up uh, their their second draft pick or their round two pick. So they didn't when they signed Sonny Gray, they had to give up that round two pick. They don't have to give up their top pick, which by the way. Uh, the MLB lottery, this is an aside, uh, is on, I believe, December, sometime in December, I want to say December 5th, which the Cardinals do have a chance to land the number one overall pick, but we'll get into that at a, at a later date. But I just want everybody to be aware of that. And the, the Cardinals, I want. while I agree, they, they are still at the Yamamoto table. And I I don't think it's likely, to be honest, that the Cardinals sign Yamamoto because that is a huge contract. I mean, we're talking seven, eight years, 200 plus million dollars, maybe more. But I want to turn the attention to another arm that I think would be a welcome addition to the Cardinals rotation. And it's 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 complicated. I don't think it's likely to happen. But Jordan Montgomery is still out there. And I don't know exactly what the contract would be for somebody like Jordan Montgomery. According to sources that figure out these kinds of things, Montgomery would get somewhere in the neighborhood of a four to five year deal worth about $20 million per year if it's a longer deal. like I, I saw numbers out there, five years, $105 million. And it would be another trip down the free agency route. And again, To everybody who's saying the Cardinals have spent their budget. Well, there are ways to, you know, backload contracts, front load contracts. Uh, Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn, if if you recall, they're only signed for one year plus an option year. So their contracts are coming off the books potentially as soon as next offseason. So there's a there's still a lot of flexibility here for the St. Louis Cardinals to make another free agent signing, to make another trade. But I, I did want to point that out because I think Jordan Montgomery would fit would fit this rotation. Do I think it's likely? Well, right now I believe at, at betting sites, the the latest number that I saw plus 300 for Jordan Montgomery to sign with the St. Louis Cardinals. So more likely the Cardinals signed Jordan Montgomery than they signed, let's say Yoshinobu Yamamoto. But let's talk about a, a solution that's even more likely. I think the most likely outcome now is the Cardinals play the trade market. The rumor out there, the the biggest rumor I I would say that I've heard, not from a credible source, not from somebody that I implicitly trust, not from a Derek Gould or Katie Wu, right? But the rumor is that the Cardinals are open to trading Steven Matz. And if they're open to trading Steven Matz, and the conversation has already started on talk radio on other podcasts, that it makes too much sense that the Tampa Bay Rays would be interested in a player like Steven Matz in exchange for let's say a Tyler Glasnow, who's scheduled to make $25 million this upcoming offseason. That makes sense because the Rays can take the discount with Steven Matz's contract. Steven Matz makes about $11 million per year. He signed that four-year, $44 million deal three years ago, I believe, or around three years ago. And this would upgrade the Cardinals' rotation. They take on the extra money with Tyler Glasnow. They already have their innings. I know what many of you are thinking. Glasnow, he's kind of an injury risk, and that's true. Um, But you have the stability now with pitchers like Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn, and Sonny Gray to take on that risk. And, and there's no doubt that when Tyler Glasnow is on and when he's right, that he's a really, really good starting pitcher. And it, he's absolutely somebody the Cardinals should be interested in and probably will be interested in depending on what the price is. Is the price Stephen Matz plus Brendan Donovan? We'll get out of here. But is the price, you know, Stephen Matz plus Dylan Carlson? I think that would be a very intriguing deal for somebody like Tampa Bay. And now, if you add Tyler Glasnow to this rotation, maybe it's not Tyler Glasnow, maybe it's Dylan Cease, maybe it's Shane Bieber. If you add an arm like that to what the Cardinals have already signed in free agency, in my mind, now you're cooking with gas because you have a legitimate number one. You could argue Sonny Gray is a number one. Certainly, he's a number two. Glass now is very much in that same category. He's a number one. You could argue he's a number two for sure. And then you have those back end of the rotation guys, Miles Michaelis, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and now those signings make sense. If that's your plan, now those signings make sense because at the time those signings were made, Mosellock was saying, oh, you got to trust me. This, we're not done yet. And I, I don't think the Cardinals are done. They might be done with starting pitching. I hope they aren't because if Yamamoto the like best case scenario, they land Yamamoto next, next option would be to sign another tier down free agent or make a trade. I think those options are very much still on the table. And I think the Cardinals should make another move for a starting pitcher because Steven match just hasn't been reliable and that's nothing against him personally, but he hasn't been reliable. Uh, He has, hasn't been healthy. So, the Cardinals still have work to do in in that area. And, and And when we come back, we'll talk about what other moves the Cardinals might still need to make on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast after a word from our sponsors. We are back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can email the show at Seth dot D I E W O L D at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on Twitter at believe in STL Cardinals on the Twitter or on the X. So I wanted to, I wanted to talk as we um, get towards the end of the program today about other moves that the Cardinals could make that would bolster their team. And obviously the, the Cardinals also have issues in the bullpen because Gallegos had one of his worst seasons. Helsley, you really couldn't depend on him being healthy. So the Cardinals likely are going to look into the trade market. They're likely going to add, I would hope, a couple arms to their bullpen. And this this makes a lot of sense for, for a lot of reasons. I mean, they're probably not going to land the top free agent arm out there in the bullpen, Josh Hader. But some some names to keep your eye on. I mean, Liam Hendricks is available. He would be expensive. Uh, Craig Kimbrell is out there. Uh, Joe Kelly is a name to keep your eye on. Matt Moore, Adam Otavino, Michael Fulmer, who pitched for the Chicago Cubs last year, Aroldis Chapman, still available on the free agent market. These are all names that the Cardinals could sign. And oh, by the way, Chris Stratton is out there, former Cardinal. So there's a ton of options in that market, too. And that's probably a market that's going to shake out a little bit later. You're seeing the starting pitch, this the starting pitchers going off the board early. And that makes sense, uh, especially if you're a team like the St. Louis Cardinals and desperately needed starting pitching help. They've addressed that. Who And and like we said early in the program, who knows if they're done or not? I don't think they are. I think they should be interested in adding another starting pitcher. But they're definitely going to be interested in adding one, two, three of these relievers, depending on the contract, depending on the deal. They they desperately need somebody alongside of Ryan Helsley, just in case he isn't available every day to close games. They desperately need another setup, man. I mean, I like Jojo Romero as as a middle reliever in that bullpen. I like Gallegos um, to, to have a bounce back year, especially if he doesn't have to pitch as much. So there are pieces, it isn't a completely barren bullpen, much in the way that the Cardinals had legitimately a barren starting pitching rotation. But keep your eye on that. Keep your eye on the bullpen market because the Cardinals are going to be active in the bullpen. And the and another thing on the checklist um, would be to figure out what you're going to do with players like Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill. What are you going to do with the middle infield, assuming that Mason Win is going to start at shortstop? and Nolan Gorman is likely going to start at second base. What do you do with players like Tommy Edmund, Brendan Donovan? What do you do with players like those? Are, 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 is one of those players going to be available for trade? Do you use one of those players to go get a Dylan Cease or a, a top-of-the-line starting pitcher in a trade? Is, is that on the table? These are the things that the Cardinals still need to figure out as we progress through this offseason, and it's going to be fascinating to monitor what the Cardinals will do, because we know that, and to be honest, to be honest, I I haven't seen them move this quickly, this fast, and and I wasn't too happy initially with the signings, but the signing of Sonny Gray makes it make a lot more sense, and if they make a move, the ultimate move would be to sign Yamamoto, likely not going to happen. Much more likely that they make a trade, and much more likely that that the trade. Actually solves two of their problems at the same time. It clears up an outfield clog, right, and it improves their starting rotation. And potentially, who knows what could be involved in the trade? Maybe they add a bullpen arm in a trade too. Maybe that's a possibility. But there's still some work to be done. The Cardinals, in my mind, have three things left to do. They need another starting pitcher. That's number one. Number two. They need at least two guys in the bullpen that can be depended upon regularly that can take the ball. I think one of those pitchers needs to be somebody who can close games for you, and that could come in the form of a trade or a free agent signing, one of the two. So and then number three, the Cardinals need to figure out what they're doing with their plethora of outfielders and middle infielders for that matter. What are you going to do with these players? What are you going to do with Dylan Carlson? What are you going to do with Tyler O'Neill? What are you going to do with Brennan Donovan, Tommy Edmond? What's the plan here? Because you have some depth there that you can deal from, right? And I didn't even mention Alec Burleson, right? Because you would think right now the Cardinals starting outfield is Jordan Walker, Lars Newbar, and Tommy Edmond in center field, I would think. But maybe they have plans to play Tyler O'Neill. Maybe they have plans to play Dylan Carlson. We don't know. These are the fascinating questions if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan. As much as it might make you want to throw up in your mouth to consider Tyler O'Neill again, it's very much on the table because I don't think the Cardinals are going to get what they want to get for Tyler O'Neill. But those are the three things left on the checklist for me. Not They need another starting pitcher. They need at least two bullpen arms. And they need to figure out what they're doing with their outfield depth and what they're doing with their middle infield depth but I'd love to hear from you again. You can email the show a question at seth.diewold at gmail.com. You can DM the podcast at STO Cardinals or believe BLEV or BLEAV, if I can spell BLEAV in STLCardinals Cardinals on the Twitter. You can DM me a question there. And that is the show. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Let's go Cardinals, and thank you for listening to the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast.